So before we begin today's podcast, we want to put a quick trigger warning because the movies we are discussing are dealing with addiction and self-harm. So this is a lifestyle and fandom podcast. Let's dive in. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Jen. Hey, guys. Welcome to our fourth and final part of our Oscar series. Um, We're going to be talking about two movies today. And I know that we missed two other movies. We missed The Mank and The Father, just to put it out there. Um, We are going to watch them on our own time. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, We just felt like the other movies, when we saw the nominations and things, we wanted, we were more eager to see those first. So if you like The Mank and The Father, nothing to you. Great. Love it. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But anyway, let's get it. And if they win, then, you know, egg on our face. Totally Literally. understand that, but we, do we think these are the ones that are going to win. So we put we pick these to review. Literally. All right, let's get into it. Countdown to the Oscars. So, for the movie that I've heard a lot about, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch in time, which is really ironic. Which was No Man Land, but Sandy <laughs> watched it, so I wanted to briefly talk about it. So the nominations that they got though were Best Picture. Best Actress for Frances McDormand, Best Director for Chloe Zaho, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Film Editing. So I'm going to fully pass it over to you, Sandy. And I want to hear, I don't care if you spoil it, because I'm going to watch it, but it doesn't matter to me. What did you like about the film? What didn't you like? And then we'll go into the more if if you think it's going to win. But first, start with that. Okay, so I'm going to start by saying that I wasn't a fan of it not because it wasn't a great movie it's just not a movie that I would personally like watch again um or watch in the first place but having said that it's still it was still like you know a very like emotional and uh it's like a, you know a journey of a like a woman who um doesn't have like a permanent home so she lives or she lived in a truck and then she lost the truck and then she was moving around and kind of going through these little like you know RV communities and like homeless communities and things like that I'm meeting all these really interesting people um as she moves through um so it was you know a very well fleshed out movie the acting was incredible and the really interesting part is that a lot of the people in the movie not actors they were just acting like their character was them so like their character was Zoe and they were actually Zoe um so it was like her interacting with real people real conversations um as an actress performing a role which I thought was really interesting something I didn't know when I was watching it but obviously figured that out after um so that's like really fun great But overall, the movie is just, I don't know, slow-paced movies to that degree can be a little like, you know, it just, it takes a lot to sit there and watch that, especially because it's on the longer side. Um, And the first half, very interesting, really great. Then you start to pass that half point and it's like, okay, this is like the same kind of thing over and over, even though the stories are progressing really well, it's still like, 
oh yeah, she's moving on to the third community or she's moving on to the third place. And I don't know, I think I watched this with a couple of my friends and by the end we were like, yeah, that second half was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't um, really interested in the trailer because of that. And that's when, when I mm-hmm. heard about everything, I was just like, oh, really? Because the trailer itself for me felt like a slow movie. <laughs> so that's why mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. It seems like I'm going to have to like sit down and watch it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that's why I was surprised and when all this came out. I know there's a lot that I probably, if I really wanted to take the time to like look into it and read about it and analyze it, I'd probably like it a little more, but I don't care enough about the movie to do it, um, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. So I'm sure there are other people that can be like, what are you talking about? That movie was fantastic. And I probably would agree with you. I <laughs> just, there are other movies that I liked more. Yeah, there's a thing about movies like that, though, is that you, they have to intrigue you enough to want to do the research for it. If they yeah. don't, then it's like, okay. Yeah, and it felt very, and I know people are going to be like, but this felt very like Oscar baby like this is the only movie that felt like ah the Oscars are going to eat this shit up um that's probably why I wasn't as intrigued with it (laughs) yeah it just you know those kinds of movies you watch to watch but you don't really you're not really like wow that was fantastic and I've watched that a million times just like okay the academy will love it and Great job to the actresses and the actors that did a, a fantastic job on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so do yeah. you think it's going to win any of the nomination it has? Oh, it will win. Definitely it's going to win Best Picture. Just you because. Think? Yeah. If it doesn't win, I will be shocked because that movie, I'm telling you, it's like what, like, it's like handing it to the Oscars on a silver platter mm. kind of thing. Um, which doesn't negate from how good it is it's just that is you know what it portrays otherwise um yeah it's gonna win definitely this best picture I don't know if it'll win best actress I was gonna say I don't know that either but I also can't remember who else is in that category so that's just me going based off solely her performance and she did fantastic but I don't know who else is in there to kind of compare it to um they may win a uh, best adapted screenplay and cinematography because it was a gorgeous movie and oh. the uh, actual like you know formation of the story was really well done um so the other yeah. actresses just so you know it's um andrew day for the united states versus billy holiday vanessa okay. kirby for pieces of a woman which we actually didn't see um, Carrie McGulligan for Promising Young Woman, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and then Francis McDormand. Oh. She might win then. Because they always, they always do Viola dirty. I, I heard Viola Davis's performance was stunning on top of everyone else's in this category, though. I agree, but they always do her dirty. That's true. Viola right. always gets the short end of the stick, no matter how well she does, for obvious reasons that we know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's unfortunate. But I, I think if Francis wasn't in that category, she would probably win. But now that Francis is in that category with Viola, probably Francis is going to win. Mm. Just, you know, 
that seems like that's gonna be an interesting category then when we watch we're probably gonna be like yeah. like really excited oh i'm excited I'll for that so, one. Uh, but i'll still be disappointed because viola is just she's just excellence everything about her is just perfect and i wish that people would just give it to her all the time yeah <laughs> just give her everything but yeah that's how i felt about it um and i will be, be really shocked if they don't do you think it's going to win best film editing? Because we've talked about film editing a lot with the other movies we've watched. Um, I don't know. I think it depends on, and I don't know if maturity is the right word, but all the movies have different senses of maturity in terms of like com- complexity and dialogue and things like that. Um, so that also goes with film editing. I feel like there's like different senses of who, who edited it and how, um, how experienced that person was in their craft when they edited the film. And sometimes like Promising Woman felt very like, I don't wanna say abstract, but it was very creative in their editing, um, which is like really great. Um, Judas in Chicago, it it felt very traditional, like like very like you know your traditional types of editing to make you feel emotional responses and things like that. Um, so I don't know if that would necessarily warner them a best film editing award. Nomadland is the same way. I think like there's a lot of wide shots. There's a lot of uh, you know following her like back of her head kind of like there's um I don't know. It also felt a little traditional to me. Like there wasn't anything that stood out in terms of editing, but I think the fact that the movie is just so gorgeous to begin with could really give them that edge. Well, that would probably editing would. Yeah, that probably win them best cinematography, which they are nominated for. So they most likely going to win that one. But I agree. I think film. I mean, I didn't watch the movie yet, but I do think that film editing might go to actually promising young woman. Because um, the other two movies mm-hmm. in that, so then the category Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Trial of Chicago 7, and No Man Land, which actually The Father, from what I've seen, it actually might be up there because it cuts really interestingly because it's going through his um his dementia. Um, right. So I would say that one. I mean, Sound of Metal is editing. I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't think it's going to win it. So I, yeah. I agree with you that Promising Young Woman's editing was more of like a creative aspect of it. So probably mm-hmm. that and the father are probably up there to win that category. But yeah, yeah best cinematography is most likely going to go to No Man Land. Not surprising. Or Minari. That. And that's the problem because Minari is cinematography was just absolutely stunning. But I, I, I have no idea. But I feel like they're going to win a lot of the categories that they are nominated for. Actually, Minari is not in the cinematography category. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Just the Black Messiah is though, and Mank and Chicago Seven. I'm I'm assuming they're going for like creativity and things that's like are outside of the box. I don't necessarily know if Benari was cinematography. Their cinematography was like necessarily outside of the box. I think it was just a really pretty movie to watch. Um, whereas like Judas and Chicago, those kinds of, the way that they filmed everything was um, 
not only beautiful, but it was also, there was like some kind of edge to it. It sounds though, so yeah, it sounds like you think it's still going to be a high up movie, even if you didn't really love it. (laughs) Yeah, it always ends up being that way, you know? The movie Which is what I was like, afraid oh. of. I was afraid of by the time we got to the end of the series that we were going to be like, Ugh, the movie we didn't like the most is probably going to win. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's starting to feel that way, but that's okay. Hmm. How the cookie crumbles, you know? So I guess we should move on to our next movie that we watched together, oh. which was Sound yes. of Metal. <laughs> yeah. You. So... Sound of Metal, just to begin with, you can watch it for free, actually, because it's an Amazon movie. Or it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon so, Prime. Yeah, Amazon sorry. Prime. Make sure you can get it for free. If you don't have Amazon Prime, it's not Get free. a friend. Get a friend. Um, <laughs> it was directed by Darius Martyr, and it has Best Picture nomination, Best Actor nomination for Riz Ahmed. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, best original screenplay, best supporting actor for Paul Rassi, and best film editing and best sound. Ironic. Sound of Meadow got nominated for uh. best sound. <laughs> so, do do we agree with the nominations? Um, mm. Mm, um, mm, <laughs> this movie did not sit well with me and Sandy as much, which is really ironic <laughs> because I heard really good things about the movie. And I have my notes on it, and I feel like it was a little, I don't want to say boring, but in the scale of the other movies, it didn't really live up to the other movie's storyline of, like, of, a, of keeping mm-hmm. you in, like, an Oscar-nominated movie. Yeah. So um, I do agree with the best actor, because I thought he would mm-hmm. do an amazing job encompassing the role he was given. So I actually think that he's a high contender for that one. Best picture, not going to win. Best original screenplay, not going to win. Best supporting actor, maybe Paul was really good. I actually read up he, on him. I have to tell really you good. that. I read up oh. on him as well because I want to know if he was a, um, uh, if he was an, an actor. He grew up with deaf parents. He grew up in the community and he's been doing like all of that oh. kind of theater and artwork, like okay. majority of his life. So it was actually, it, I think it's actually really sweet that now he got this role and then I got nominated for it. But for, for me, reading about his career, it felt like a like a sweet cherry on top, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that was cool. I didn't get to look up though if the rest of the actors, because that's a big thing that I like to talk about in films and, and theater is if when you have roles that are like this, if they use the actors who actually are deaf or if they don't, because when they don't, they that did. pisses me off. So they did. Oh, did? Good. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm glad about that. Um, that well, makes me the only happy. reason, the only reason I even knew that was because Walking Dead, there's a deaf actress, the one with the curly hair that he meets in the classroom for the first time. Oh, the teacher? Mm-hmm. She's actually deaf. And she was on Walking Dead and she was like the first deaf actress that actually had a character on the show. Nice. Um so she's like actually deaf and always does a phenomenal job in whatever she's in. Yeah, she's um, really done this movie. Yeah, and I was really happy that she, you know, made an appearance in there because there are there are not many movies that really focus in on like being deaf and what that's like and the experience of a deaf person throughout life. And um, whenever you get the chance to make movies like that, you want to bring in as many people as possible. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, because I had a real problem with Hollywood and people that do that kind of stuff and they don't bring in those actors in because it just feels unjustified. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of movies about the deaf community. The deaf community is extremely interesting and deserves its its time in Hollywood. So I did like that for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, best film editing, uh, kind of what we talked about before. I don't really think it's going to win that, but best sound, it's definitely going to win best sound. <laughs> yes, it is. That was a really uh, interesting and like, it was almost like, I don't know. I'm someone who can't deal with loud sounds very well. Me either. And oh my God, that, me either. It was so like, I don't, okay, I'm like giving like physical motions as if y'all could see me, but like you could just like feel your ears ringing the whole time. And um, that was, I'm sure that was the point, but it was still like, ah. No, so. I loved it though, because it made you feel like you were in there with him. Yeah. What I was going to say about the sound of the movie that I really loved, even though it made me very cringy as well, because sounds are a lot, you yeah. experience, which obviously was unpurposely, you going kind of death with him in a sense, mm-hmm. especially the heart beating in the beginning, the symbolicness of that. I loved it because you felt like it was fading from you. And as the film progressed, obviously there was no sound, but I loved yeah. how you still got the scenes of the sound with the sound, because obviously they can't have a movie with no sound because then people would stop watching it but yeah. um I loved how you can hear what he ha- felt what he heard and then what everyone else heard and then especially when it progressed to him getting the implant I mean spoiler but obviously spoiler that you know you hear the sounds of it and then the ironicness of it that is called sound of metal and he was in a metal band band lost his hearing and then when he gets his implant all the sounds sound very metallic yeah you do, do full circle very very metaphorical love that it was a very metaphorical movie i felt that mm-hmm. maybe that's why that's the reason why i didn't I think it would win like it was too it was too much like it, it was too much that was obvious to me if that makes sense mm. where like the other movies i felt like they had it but you had to maybe think about it or maybe like you had to just like watch him progress of the film where with this film i kind of just like i got it i kept like getting the metaphor of it i kept getting the the what they were trying to do with it so maybe that's and it was also a little slow in that so yeah. which also was annoying because you you understood what it was about but then it was slow to it so then you still got to watch it go go all the way but you kind of knew where they were going with it anyway so I felt like mm-hmm. that's why I didn't really love it and that's why I don't really agree with the film editing and things like that because of that it was just it was a predictable movie that you had to also watch through that that's sense. why I don't think original screenplay is like a good category for them because it didn't feel original maybe because like it's not an original story for some people like not that like the deaf like the deafness per se but more of like him as a person his girlfriend that whole situation doesn't actually feel very uh original because that's like a relationship that people can see happen and um so when I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. It's like, this man is this and she is that and they're, you know, whatever. And that's how it's going to progress. Um, but I think that's just based on like my personal experience being around people like him and his girlfriend and things like that. So it was like, oh, right. So that's how that's going to go. Um, but I'm sure if someone else watched it and they've never really experienced or had that kind of person in their life, they're probably like, wow, that was like a really 
like we've never seen a movie like that yeah I agree yeah for uh, briefly everyone knows like for me this movie I have um dated an addict so for me I going to the movie I kind of I just it was different I think it was different for both of us viewing this movie as other people would view this movie if they've never been in the situations before in their lives so I have my own opinions about it in that terms but um love you guys we're not gonna go into my depth depth life of what happened in my life but um yeah I agree I for me watching this movie some of it was a little triggering for me um and I, I warn anyone that's also ever been in those positions before that if you're gonna watch this movie to take a moment before you watch this movie because of that not that mm-hmm. the movie itself actually has nothing to do with the drugs itself but it has everything to do with the addiction itself um mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be triggering in, in some aspects of what you would think when watching a film about addiction, but it, it still is. So anyway, that's my yeah. little tea about that. If you've been through it, just make sure to take a moment before you go into it and take a moment after you watch it. Mm-hmm. But do you, what are you, what are your thoughts? I went through my thoughts on the nomination. So what are your, what are, do you have any other thoughts of the nominations? Um, not really. Like I just, I didn't like it. <laughs> Therefore I, I, I can appreciate the nominations. I can understand best sound. Obviously, was, the sound was incredible. The like I can understand why it's an original original screenplay, though I don't agree it's an original screenplay. Um, best supporting actor, I completely agree with because he was wonderful. Best actor, I hated him as a character, but. He played a really good character. He played a, he yes, did a really good job playing that role. Did so an amazing I, job encompassing yeah. the entire role, and it felt extremely real. And because of that, he did an amazing job at it. And film editing, again, I can understand why they're in it. I don't really agree that it was like that profound to like have a nomination. And I don't think it's going to win Best Picture at all. But I think like. The fact that it has all these nominations is really, really important to acknowledge because it is a movie about going deaf and being in a deaf community and uh, processing um, going the going deaf. You're really trying to process this new way of life that not many people experience. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I can I that's why I understand why like best original screenplay because even though the person that is going through it is not very original. It's the fact that he is going through it. It's not like a regular, it's not like regular, sorry, not regular, but like a person who doesn't uh, have an addiction or like, you know, just like, you know, someone who has like a nine to five and all that stuff, then suddenly going deaf, it's like a very different experience than yeah. um, Ruben actually going deaf and like what that means for the rest of his life. Um, yeah I was gonna say it's a very I mean from the beginning I thought it was a very interesting intertwine of literally two sicknesses so uh I felt it was interesting in that and the rehab itself is very interesting in it because even if like they called his sponsor right away because smoked cigarette but even if he had didn't I feel like they still would have called their sponsor because they wouldn't know what to do and him going to a death rehab was what he needed because not only did he need to be surrounded by a deaf community, but he needed people that understood him. And yeah. so that made sense to me. And 
I, I agree. I felt like it was a very interesting story in that. And I felt like the film also touched on, I don't want to say briefly, I feel like they touched on it pretty heavily, the, the views of it and the views of, you know, being deaf, because specifically what I'm honing in on is the moment of um, Joe and Ruben. And when Ruben's mm-hmm. asking for money and he says, like, we don't view deaf as a disability. Yeah. That's a huge thing that I feel like was a big theme that they wanted to touch on with the film. So I appreciate that because I feel like they don't really do that in other films. Yeah. And so they wanted to show, you know, that it's it's who they are and they accept it. And he that's his journey that he needs to accept it. And obviously by the end of it, he accepts it. So yeah. I love well, does, does he really accept it? I don't know if he really does. I so what I think is the my personal thing of the film is. I think it's very obvious. I don't know if you agree that it's exploring the stages of mourning and they mm-hmm. go through that entirely. They go through the shock and denial. They go through pain and guilt, his anger, his suppression, his upward turn, his reconstruction, working through and acceptance and hope. I don't think that necessarily it's him accepting it again at the end. I mean, like I knew he would turn it off and I knew the end of the movie was going to be him turning it off and yeah. maybe his beginning of that. So I think with more of like maybe hope, like he's hoping things are changed or he's starting his journey because he he ended things with Lou. So I was like, oh, but it's a very a wonky ending though because you don't know, like he could be like, yes, he, maybe he could go back and he could be like, Joe, I'm sorry, da, 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 and start his new life. Or he could also go in a downward spiral from there. It's a very mm-hmm. finicky spot and it, it makes sense for him as a person. Yeah. But- yeah, so that was the theme I was going to say, though, that the film, that's why I was saying the film is very much like showing you the themes right on. They're giving you that the stages of mourning. They're giving you like mm-hmm. all the symbolism of the drums and how it centers him and, and all those things. So that's another reason why I didn't like this movie. But yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think it's, I don't know. It, that's why I keep saying like, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the aspects of the movie. But it just, I, I really do feel like it was very obvious. And I, I, I think like, I don't think it really needed to be like obscure. I don't think it needed to be like, we had to figure out where he is in his head and like all those things that I don't think it was meant to be that kind of movie. I think it was meant to be very straightforward and very honest and very like, he is an addict. This is what's happening. He's losing his hearing this is what he's going to go through now. And I think it was meant to be that way. And honestly, maybe I don't like it. Very, very, it's like, I don't like it based on like super personal feelings about all of those things. So like, yeah. I know that my bias is most likely clouding everything that I feel about the movie. Um, yeah. Which like, in a sense is, a good thing because that means that the movie hit me in a place that I haven't thought about in a while and I'm sure there's other people that watched it and felt the same way as well yeah so like it's uncomfortable um but not because of the deafness it's uncomfortable because it's not like it doesn't you can't like sit and be like well you know he's not he's like a, a traditionally like good person and he's going deaf and now I can feel bad for this good person that's like do you know what I mean and I say good in quotations because a lot of the times addicts get really like the whole emotional roller coaster of addiction is 
and how that affects the person is wild. So it's hard to say, like, it's hard to figure out where your sympathy lies or like how you feel about that person. Um, because I'm, I, it's still like bothers me that he like, cause I think what it really came down to is when he met uh, Liv's dad mm-hmm. and he like went there and his dad, her dad was like, you stole her from me. Like, that's how I feel. Like you stole her from me, but I thank you because she needed that. Um, she needed to be away and she needed to figure it out, but you also stole her from me. And for yeah. a long time, I hated you because of that. And that's why I kept being like, see, that's where you, you start the to relationship, like it, yeah. it was evidently, it was, it was, you could tell the relationship right from the beginning. You could tell the toxic yes. toxicity of it. Yes, yes. They kept each other quote unquote clean ish to the end, but not really. Um, but it, it was when they separated that, well, for her, especially that they were able to find themselves again. So and you're, we're assuming by the end of it that he's starting to find himself with by himself at the end, maybe. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the film was very interesting and they, they purposely put him at the four years clean because of the discipline that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's been through it his whole life. So he knows what um, rehab is for him. So he knows the steps, he knows how to get clean, but that's with drugs. So that's why it's interesting that's different with this, but he does the same exact tactics of an addict just differently so like but he also was four years clean because of Lou I think that's a really important thing to think about it's not his discipline it's hers like and that's where like with discipline is more of with rehab Mm -hmm. that's what I mean because when you're going to rehabs over and over again you you know exactly the steps of rehab and like he wasn't a lot of films too will show like when they go to rehab, like they, they do it and then they act out in it and he did it eventually, but he didn't do it the way that you would think he would do it. And in it, you could have expected him like maybe to act out like he falls back into drugs. But in reality, what he acted out is that he got frantic and started selling everything to try to fix the situation rather than realizing the situation and accepting yourself in the situation. So that's why I say he does the same tactics of an addict. Um, I mean, he is an addict and it's the, things to feel accepted once more, things to get back to quote unquote normal, doing the steps, but not accepting the steps, selling it, selling mm-hmm. everything for momentary things. So you can come back and realize that it's not the way life is because you can't just do that. And so it's the same exact aspect of like, if he were to go off the deep end in a, in a rehab, but not go off the deep end with drugs, it's going off deep ends with this. So it's just, yeah. it's just a very interesting parallel they did. And it's also really interesting because like this is why it it bothered me so much because like he's they asked like when did you meet Lou he said four years ago he's like how long have you been clean four years so he didn't go like I don't think this was his first time going to a traditional like rehab experience where you are isolated from everyone like you don't have a phone you don't have contact with people like that is I think that was his first time doing this really? on his own. I think so. I yeah. actually didn't get that from the film at all. I thought that he had been to rehabs and. Um, yeah, but not one where he was isolated by himself. Like, yeah, there's like, you know, obviously the outpatient to inpatient, but through all of that, Lou was there. This is the first time. And that, and Lou was the one 
controlling because like I'm, I'm pretty sure if Lou wasn't there he wouldn't have been four years clean and that's why it's like that's why like when he was saying like oh I've been clean as long as I've known Lou and then as soon as Lou went away all he was trying to do was get back to Lou not only because he loves her I think because he wanted to stay the way he was he didn't want to go back down that hole which understandable but that's also putting all of that responsibility on Lou which is why when he saw Lou and she's doing really well for herself and like not itching and as soon as he came back she started itching again and that's when he realized oh I've been relying on her for this long but really I've been um relying on her so much that I haven't even realized that I'm the reason why she itches like that yeah um so it's like that's why I don't think he would have been sober at all without Lou and I think it was just that was his first time no, going into a rehab experience I agree going that like, I don't think that he would have been sober without her I do think that she was the clutch like he put all of that on her I agree I 100% agree with everything you said I yeah. just went into it um maybe this is like my own experiences like just knowing like I went to thinking that he's just been to multiple rehabs in his life it doesn't necessarily mean they worked but he's just been to it so he knows yeah. the steps of it that's what I was saying with the aspect of when he was in the house with it um mm-hmm. that he just he just knows how it works he knows the groups he knows what comes he just you, you know what's gonna happen necessarily not necessarily that he knew but it worked for that's, him that's interesting that you saw that because I mean maybe that is because like you went into it already knowing that but to me it looked like he this was the first time that he was like sitting there right though with that too though I think it's both because I think it's that he's been to rehab before but not necessarily that they've worked but I think that when he met Lou that's when he made like that's whatever it it worked he put all this everything on her so then I agree that it's probably his first time going to one now he knows like he is in that headspace and yeah, I, th- I, I still agree with you that it is that experience though. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think it's, I think it's both. Like, I think he's been to rehab before, but they didn't necessarily work for him because he didn't actually do them. And then he met Lou and then he was just like, emotional burden, everything on you. I'm staying clean because of you, whatever you are, everything, putting everything on her. And then now that she goes away, yeah, it's his first time. And that's why it's very hard for him as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I agree with everything and- you said. And I think that's why it worked because I think, well, not, not worked, like it didn't necessarily like work in the traditional sense, but it like for a minute, it was actually helping him because he, yeah. for the first time was like, I can't reach Lou. There's no way to get to Lou. So I have to do this the right way in order to see her again. And I think that was really starting to work until, what is Paul's character's name? Joe, until, right, is it Joe? Yeah, it's Joe. Okay. So when Joe started talking about the future and saying like, where do you see yourself in this group in the future? Where do you see yourself and whatever? I think that's when he was like, wait, I'm not going to stay here forever. I'm doing this for Lou. And that's why yeah. it Never doing it for yourself, so doing it for Lou, which is mm-hmm. the opposite of what you actually need to do rehab for. I think he actually exactly. realized, I think he actually started doing, I mean, like, I think the moment that he saw Lou performing, Mm. instantly angry and jealous and he that's why he started doing all the frantic things he was doing because he felt like the moment was passing and that he had to get back to her otherwise he would have like lost that yeah. so then yeah but I agree the moment with Joe is when he he went through all that as well and 
that's, I guess, what in the end, we can assume that he realized that. Um, but I, feel, I don't think he realized that at all. Like, I don't think that's he a, actually That's why like, the end of the film is so weird. I, I was going to ask you if you liked the way the film ended. I, I personally would have... Oh, it's okay. You did. Yeah. I liked the way it ended because it wasn't... That was the only part of the movie that was not straightforward at all. You have no idea right. where his head was. You have no idea where he was going. You have no... Like, even in his eyes, his eyes were so confused because, like, you're looking at him and you can't tell whether he took it off and he's happy about it or if he took it off and he's upset about it, you don't like, he's just looking and like, he's just looking and that's it. That was the end. So you have no idea if he took it off and then he just went absolutely buck shit wild and destroyed his life. Or if he did the right, like not the right thing, but the, the smart thing for his longevity of his life and try to at least get a little bit better. I don't know if he actually realized yet that he needs to do it for himself. I think he just realized he was the reason why Lou wasn't happy and that she's finally happy and he just has to accept that. I don't think that rather that automatically went to like, and I'm going to do better for myself. I don't even think yeah. that was in his brain at that moment. Yeah. And I think that's all symbolism of him turning off the implants because he got the implants to get back to it mm-hmm. so then he takes them off and he turns it off but then yeah you're left with like what does that mean for him mm-hmm. yeah I guess you're right I do like the ending because I guess I would have liked to see like what happened but I like that I would have liked to see what happened so in yeah. turn I do like the ending because of that because mm-hmm. I can't know what's going to happen. And I would love to know what's going to happen just because I want the story to close in my head. But that's great that they did that because it's a movie. So mm-hmm. it makes sense, you know? It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's why, like, I, I don't like the movie. But I can also, like, there were certain parts of it and I was like, that was really nice. The way they did that was really nice. The way they did that was really nice. Um, and... I don't know. It, it also made me, I think it just made me really sad. Yeah, it was a sad um, movie. It was really sad. And also just like the whole thing just makes me angry because <laughs> especially in the beginning, like I think their whole relationship just makes me angry and I have to like just come to terms with the fact that like that stuff just happens and there's nothing like I can't do anything about that relationship because it's a movie it's not real um <laughs> I mean it's but, real for people so, but yeah. yeah but like when they were like in the RV is it was an RV yeah it was an RV when they were in like that you know the RV and they're like he like destroying everything and he like hit her by accident and she's trying to get him to stop and he's screaming at her and all this stuff like I could feel my blood boiling I was getting so upset um, that I almost wanted to turn it off. Like I, I just cannot deal. Um, and it, it made me really happy to see that she was doing so much better. And then it broke my heart when she started itching again after he was saying like, oh, like, let's get back into it. Like we have to start going again. Like the album, the album and things like that. And she's like trying to pretend like she's, excited to see him when really like she was definitely trying to avoid him the whole time yeah um 
and it but she was doing it because she wanted to be there for him even though she didn't love him like that and I don't know necessarily if she ever actually loved him I think she like cared like you know love in the sense of like you love your child like I think she really cared like do you know what I mean like, I don't think so. kind I think of she like loved him I think she loved him I think there's like, there's a weird there's a weird thing in there that it does exist um and a, a lot of it happens when you're also crutching on the other person for some things especially if you you have been ignoring your own like demons that you have and then you can just ignore it and care for them but i do i do think that she was in love with him but she was able to like let it go i don't know how to explain it like see that's right that's why i also get confused because then like is that actually love or is that just codependence because like if we're talking about a definite like our definition of what being in love is that doesn't feel like love to me and maybe that's me but that doesn't feel like love that feels terrible and that's why I watch it and I was like like you like we all we all know that feeling of like what being in love hopefully you know what feeling in love is um and if it's you like don't I hope you find listening. it someday <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like you know you you know it when you know it and like I could tell when she saw him again that she was happy but also like oh god here we go like like I don't know how where he is I like you know what I mean so I don't know if that was love I think it was just you know leaning on each other because without each other they would have both just spiraled out of control um and maybe that's just a different kind of love but it, I don't know so it also made me very sad to see that because he was definitely like in love with her, but also like that whole codependence thing where I think she really was depending on him because it was something else to do. Like, like you said, to not think about what is wrong with you, but to have someone to take care of. But is that love? I don't know. It's a hard question. Mm-hmm. And that's why it makes me so upset because if you're like, if that is what you're doing, then God, please stop. <laughs> like, I just, uh, doesn't you watch her do so well? Like, and you see how well you're doing without that person. And that in and of itself should hopefully ring huge bells and be like, stay away from them. Yeah. Stay away. Um, so, so I was like, Blue, please don't go back. Please just let it go. And that's why when like, they both cried, I was like, I get it. <laughs> but let him leave. Let him do his thing. He'll be fine. And even if he's not, that's not your problem. Yeah. You know? Oh, hurts me. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. I've, I've been through it. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's hard to get out of it, hard to understand it. And 
I have a very wonky feeling on it too because I do think it's a form of love but it's just very interesting weird way it is um but I do Mm -hmm. think majority of it is codependency and all the things I already said about it so it's a it's a weird thing and uh but to turn on the movie they did a very good job of capturing it then so I understand if we're having some conversation about it then that's great because that means that they did a great job as writers and actors to be able to portray that to us so which is great because not a lot of movies are able to do that well and they're not able to take the relationship of an addict and um a non-addict and do that well so honestly this film is having us make a lot of conversations so mm-hmm. even though we didn't like the film it doesn't mean it wasn't a good film so I think that's something that everyone should take away from this that if we have our own personal opinions of the film it's because of how it makes us feel and then some some like notes about the actual filming itself but does that make it a good film maybe absolutely it does yeah it's just not our film you know yeah like we're not gonna watch it again and but you guys go watch it no never <laughs> never gonna watch it again that was a a one-time only deal don't need to do that again (laughs) but you know for some people like that's just something people need to see and it's not ever really portrayed as honestly because that felt it was a very very honest at least like thinking about what I saw and have seen um it felt honest and it felt like I felt like Lou's dad. I think that's like <laughs> my like, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, um, and I was Lou. <laughs> yeah. So like to me, from that point of view of like Lou's dad's point of view, very honest, very straightforward, very yeah. in your face. Like this is, there is no cutting corners here. Um, Which I think they did well with seeing all points of view. Mm-hmm. if that makes sense so, yeah I agree. yeah it's a very honest film in that so I thought yeah like and that's making me rethink the original screenplay then because before I was like no but now I'm thinking I get why it was in there do I think it's gonna win no but do I get why it's in there yeah now mm-hmm. I do because it is even though it might not be a like if you take it like original in that but I mean it is original in the sense of like not many people talk about this particular story it's very like um, pinpoint but mm-hmm. in the way of its honesty that was really amazing and I, that could also attribute to both the acting and the writing of it yeah so I understand and and like I said I, I really hope he he does win I mean there's other amazing actors in that um, category but I understand his place there and I yeah. think he's going to be a contender for it so I think that's another one that we're going to watch we're going to be like ooh, it's gonna happen I know I'm very interested to see because like yeah I know it's hard I I want it to do well and I have to like you know be like it's fine that you didn't like it and if it wins it doesn't mean anything it just means that it was a good film objectively um yeah she's so interesting I'm actually in and told although I'm very happy we did this because this has been the most interesting Oscar year for me and you would think the year that we don't go to the movies would be the year that wouldn't be an interesting Oscar year but this is probably the most conversation I've had with the 
Well, not the most. I've, I mean, there was some really good years as well. But in the recent years, I feel like this year is actually really good and really interesting. And I'm actually really excited for Sunday. So I think a lot's going to happen. Yeah, I think a lot is going to happen as well. I think, yeah. I think no matter what, it's going to be a really interesting win for best picture. Like no matter who wins, it's still going to be like, wow okay yeah exactly yeah. I think I so. might feel differently if no man land wins though but <laughs> yeah if anything like, other than no man land wins <laughs> it's like that's like the predictable win so like if they yes. win it's like oh, okay yeah 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 but then if like anyone else wins it's automatically going to be 10 times more interesting okay so to wrap up our Oscar series Sandy who do you think okay not who do you think is going to win but who would because we already said that we think no man land is going to win just because it's like Oscar bait but yeah. Who would you want to win? Out of all the movies we watched, you take it all together, you put it in a little pot, which is the one that you would like love to see win? And I think if I had the choice, I would pick Minari. Yeah. Because it's it's like that's an original screenplay. If we're gonna talk about original freaking screenplay, yeah. that's a like, come on now. Like that's why I, it's not like Sound of Metal is not that original. Yes, you're highlighting something, but it's not like, yeah. you know, it's not a story that hasn't been told before. This is a story, Minari is a story that literally has like, it's not been told in traditional American media. Um, where like, even though Trials of Chicago 7 and Judas are stories that have happened that haven't been shown on film, they still have been talked about. They're still within a realm that is explored very often um even though not all the movies are very good they're still explored um so if trials and judas won i'd be really happy but it's still like yeah but we've seen those kinds like this that genre of film before but minari is like like you don't get to see in uh an asian um perspective on american culture very often Maybe in TV shows, because there's like a bunch of TV shows now that are exploring that, but in a movie that gets this high of a regard, no. Yeah. Um, other than Parasite, <laughs> yeah, that's not even yeah. American. I honestly agree. Like I, I was between, before I answered, I was between Minari and Juice and the Black Messiah. Uh-huh. But I think that I will choose Minari as well, which is so funny because it's the first one we started with and I it's know. like full circle. But I agree. I think that that movie, even though the other movies had me emotional and they had me whatever, I don't know, that movie we watched it, it was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like it just stopped mm-hmm. you in your track. It was a great movie. It was amazing acting. It was amazingly done. The whole story It kept you intrigued from the moment to began to the moment to the ended, which I mean, the other movies did as well for some of them. But it just, it really captured me as a best picture. As if I was like to recommend a movie for this year to anyone. I mean, I'd recommend some of the other ones, but I'd be like, Minari was such a great movie. Yeah. And that made me excited about it. But it mm-hmm. brings me back to my original point that I said on the first episode that will the Oscars do it though? No. They picked Parasite last year. And the answer is no. No. It sucks. They should do it two years in a row. Who cares? It's a good movie. Yeah. Well, they care because it's too much. It's like to be like, you know, blatant about it. It's, you know, can't have two 
black movies win at the same time. You can't have two Asian movies win around the same time. And that's just how they do it. That's why like, that's why I feel like Lakeith and uh, Daniel were put in supporting actor, actors instead of main, one of them being main or whatever the case was, because there's too many movies about black people in the main actor category. Um, and it's sad that that's how it is. But like, you also have to go into it knowing like, yes, this movie was amazing, but we also know who is judging it. And it's a bunch of old white people still, so. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well. Isn't that sad? <laughs> guess we'll see what happens on Sunday. I know. I am pumped. Yeah. Cannot wait to see. I'm actually really excited. So I hope that all of you guys got excited along the way with us. Hopefully you're watching the movies that didn't watch the movies. And I don't know. Hopefully we'll see if our predictions come true. I mean, obviously, like we think that we would love Minari to win, but we know the Oscars are probably going to pick Nomadland. And then the other categories are kind of tight. But, you know, we've talked about throughout all the podcasts what we think of each movie. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens and then we'll come back and we'll be like, ha, 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 we were right. Ha, 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 we were so wrong. So that's exciting. Yeah, and if, if we're wrong, I'm going to have so much to say because the Oscars are always just so cringy also. Most yeah. of it's very cringy. So I cannot wait to feel the cringe and have so much to say about it. I can't wait to come back and then like the movies that we didn't highlight are the ones that won everything. Like I'm just excited for that to happen. I feel like mm-hmm. that would happen to us. And then yeah, we're gonna come back and be like, the was. father won every award, guys. <laughs> and we were just, we didn't even think to watch it. So <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Alrighty then. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming along with us in this ride. Yeah. We will be announcing our next series soon. So stay tuned and make sure to follow us on Instagram now at yes. so this it's at so this is underscore podcast for all latest updates for new episodes for new series so you guys can comment what you guys want to see next you know all the jazz so make sure to follow us exactly yes ma'am and also follow us because we'll also you know post little things as well follow the instagram follow our instagrams follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on (laughs) spotify anchor google Google podcast (laughs) you know all the good stuff Thanks oh for gosh. coming with us on the ride, everybody. This was a great series. Love it. Have a magical day, guys. Bye, Sandy. Bye, Jen. Bye.